Welcome to Kids Treehouse, where we talk about all things NPRC. I didn't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> episode two um as promised uh, in episode one i'm going to talk about the uh current rules um and i know it's probably going to be boring and all that but i really think we ought to just uh for the simple uh, fact of a record uh that we ought to just read these out so everybody understands what the rules are for your current 2022 season all right so without further ado here we go all right, this is for the street outlaw. And I'm just going to talk about street outlaw uh, in this podcast. So that's what the majority of everybody does. Um, but rule number one, two-wheel drive, 12 to 13 and a half inches wheelbase. No four-wheel drive, mid-motor and rear motor only. Two-wheel drive, or excuse me, four-wheel drive to two-wheel drive conversions not allowed. Okay, so a little back history. There has been um, talking with some people, uh, no names mentioned, Mark Vine. Uh, I got a little insight with him. He found out that he actually did a four-wheel drive to a two-wheel drive conversion, and um, apparently um, it went really fast, and they decided to, that that was not where the, they wanted the, um, this sport to go. So, so that's rule number one. Rule number two, motors. Any commonly over-the-counter uh, one-tenth RC scale motor. Okay, everybody knows what that means. So, you know, basically, you know, run what you're brung. Yeah, there's, um, there has been some talk about, you know, why, why can we get, uh, you know, motors that were built? Well, it still started out with the basics of that motor. Even if you took it to somebody and had them build it, it's still basically a over-the-counter motor when, you, when it started uh batteries here we go any commercially available now uh, that phrase right there any commercially available i'm going to come back and talk to that later but any commercially available in stores or online lithium polymer or as we call lipo uh, graphene or lipo hv batteries 8.44 max volts hard case is not required uh, that's our battery rule um must have plugs or bullet connectors, no hard wiring. And that's just a safety factor. You know, if this thing's catch fire, you really would just want to get be able to get that battery away from your car and away from everybody else. Put this thing, you know, put that get that fire put out. You know, you want to get it away from everything. So, you know, don't hardwire your uh, battery into your car. Please, please, please. And for that matter, don't overcharge your batteries, guys. You know, I know you're thinking, man, I can just get, I'm, I'm going to get that great GNSS if I put a little hot tune. You know, nobody will know this one time. And man, it's, it, you know, battery does not like to live outside that 844, uh, you know, voltage, uh, max voltage range. 
Uh, single battery packs only, no multi-packs in parallel. Now, I know what you're thinking. And so, well, all these new things are, these are, you know, double packs and da-da-da. We're talking, but we're talking, you can hold it in, you know, one one thing held in your hand, okay? No matter what's going on inside that, it's one thing held in your hand, you know, uh, not not two batteries plugged in together to make one battery. Uh, with two different cases. No, it's one, one battery. All right. Tires. Rule number four, tires. And this is why I like to talk about this. Tires. Any com- commercially available in-store or online. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that commercially available. So there's been a lot of talk about uh, banning tires. Um the, we all know that there's um, there's a tire company out there that's having trouble uh, getting meeting the the supply, and there's been a lot of call that everybody's mad because a lot of people can't get this tire for whatever reason. So when they put this commercially available, this the um, that really kind of scared me a little bit, and then they in quotation marks came back later and changed it commercially available. In quotation means in store or online. You know, go anywhere you want and anytime you want and pick this tire up or any tire up. Because let's all remember um, about a year, maybe this time last year, reactions tires were nowhere to be seen. I know. And if you if you found reaction tires, you're buying three or four hundred dollars worth of them at, at one time just to get them. Uh, so you have stock because back the you know. Before we were really running prep like we're running now, the tires wore out very quick. So you had to have just a ton of tires. Uh, we're finding now with these uh, with the compounds that we're running and with all the prep that we're running that the the amount of tire wear is is very minimal. So that's you know which is great. Okay, let's well, so that's my my thought on that that commercially available in stores or online, not meaning. You can go anywhere you want, anytime you want, or whatever you need delivered to you. That's not what it means. It, that, that's not what commercially available means. All righty. All right. So any uh, commercially available uh, rubber foam insert uh, style front and rear tires. In other words, it's not saying you have to run the, the foam. In fact, the, the, the rule says you may run without the foam inserts, but it's just saying that it needs to be a type of tire that it uses a foam insert. In fact, uh, DE made some tires last year, uh, and they purposely put a sticky, like a non a sticky foam insert in that, just to be um, in tune with the rules that we have. Uh, treaded and slicks acceptable, no O-rings. So they're saying right there, they do not want any O-ring front tires okay and that was where you you'd see your front tires just basically little slits with you know just a big a thick o-ring on it you know so everybody gets that a burnout a burnout is required before the staging of your car burnouts are to be formed a minimum of two feet behind the starting line okay here we go so burnout is required so they're saying okay we're going to let you use prep is what this what this rule comes down to, but we don't want you doing a burnout right on the line. And now I got into some trouble 
it was my slow flow race because when I, I thought everybody kind of understood this rule and understood this, I didn't mention it in the driver's meeting. Uh, it came out. Uh, I did say it several times um, on the uh, on my couple of my lives, you know, talking about the rules. I failed to mention it at the driver's meeting, but so I had to rerun a race that um, we had some complaints on. But you know, at this point, it's in the rules. It's an NPRC rules. Whether you're if the if your track is saying they're running NPRC rules, unless they tell you differently. Unless they tell you differently, you should know that you're not allowed to do a, a burnout at the at the line. And the reason for that is you don't want guys to just lay a big old snail trail of their prep down. I mean, if you did that, all you would have to do as your state, you know, do your state, you prep your car up really nice and gooey, set it down and almost do a, like a, you know, John Force burnout and just lay that stuff down right there at the starting line, come back and set your car right down in it, you know, kind of like what the foam tire guys do. And, you know, and that's, and then, then the next guy, he gets a little bit of advantage and the next, and then, so then, you know, one top, one lane is gets to be a lot better than the other. And it, it's not, it's not what we, it's not really what we need. So you need to do your burnouts at least uh, two feet behind the starting line, you know, just back away from the starting line to where when you, when you're staging your car, it is not going to be anywhere in or near the uh, your burnout uh, sticky patch. Number five, shocks. Must have four shocks, each controlling a wheel as intended a typical manufacturer. Connected and operated in hitch pins at all four corners of the car. Shocks must be movement uh, visible and acceptable by the race director. Okay, movable and Visibly and accepted by the race director. So they're not giving you a, a, it has to move a quarter of an inch. It has to move in half an inch. They're just saying it has to move. Now, if you're where your race, if your race director says it has to move a, um, an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch, that's, that's up to them. But uh, NPR rule states, it just says it has to move. And it has to be um, connected uh, properly, you know, with operating hinge pins at all four corners. I believe that's um, somebody tried something different on that rule as well, um, Mr. Mark Vine. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, rule number six, transmissions. Cars must use a three to five gear transmission. That, you know, in other words, you can, you can run a three a gear, a four gear, or five gear transmission slash gearbox. A belt or link conversions not allowed. Um, Typically, most of your cars are running a three gear. There are now, like I said, the new uh, associated uh, is a four gear. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, some four gears on the market. Um, I don't think a lot of them, are, anybody's running any five gear yet, but, you know, maybe somebody's going to find a fast way to do that. Um, but right now, typically, most of your cars are, that you see are running a three gear transmission. All right, wait. Man, and I did remember when, uh, I think I said it on the last show, when we tried to make these cars as light, as light, as light, as light as possible. But it's not, it's no longer, that's, this rule is almost not an issue right now. Now, it might come back um, to where weight is an issue, you know, where weight makes you go, you know. But uh, for right now, weight, rule number seven, 
Cars ready to run must meet a minimum weight of 4.54 pounds, 72.6 ounces, or 2060 grams. Like I said, if you're uh, if you're on 2060 grams, your your car probably has a little uh, hard time hooking up, um, unless you have got your setup dialed in and working great. And if you do that, man, God bless you, because I, I, you know, yet to figure out how to make a uh, car that's 2060, you know, hook up and do 70 miles an hour. I've right now, my, I think my car is probably right at 2200. You know, and I've got, you know, you know, the biggest battery, the, I got added weight on the front nose. I got the, the brass hubs and the, you know, everything I'm I'm trying to get all the weight where I want it to, where I need it, you know, to make my car hook up and uh, go down the track. Rule number eight, wheelie bar. All right. So they changed this rule. They, this rule used to be 15 inches long. So they changed it a little bit and they did, then they added something to it. All right. 1.5 inch tall wheelie bar wheels is the maximum maximum height of your wheelie bar wheels. 1.5. Now we, um, if those of guys are maybe new to this middle of last year, we had some guys from uh, California, Arizona, we're running uh, these touring car wheels. So you had these huge wheels on the back and for uh, for their setup, they liked it because they were they were getting so much downforce. They were actually planting all six wheels on the ground. So the wheelie bars would actually what they would do to actually keep that that car straight. Because we all know, like I said, you put you know the more length that you can add, you know, to the wheels is going to you know keep everything straighter. So it would uh, you'd have your front wheels touching the ground, your drive wheels and uh, touching the ground, and your wheelie bar wheels touching the ground and keeping that car completely straight. They have since said, okay, I don't think it, you know, it is a performance for some guys, but I think it was, they, they changed the rule more for an aesthetics. Um, You'll find there are rules in here that are for aesthetics. They, they want, they want these cars um, to look a certain way. And when I say they, uh, the MPRC uh, rules committee and I, I like that. I mean, I, I re- I, I'm with that too. I like the, I want these cars to look a certain way. I don't want the cars to get to where it's a, um, it looks like a one eighth, you know, uh, door wedge car, you know? Um, I just, like I said, it, you know, we got to the, some of these cars, we wanted these cars to look like street cars, you know, per se. And, uh, you know, or at least look like a car, you know, too. The, the you know, one point, 1.5 uh, tall maximum wheelie bar wheel. Uh, no item may extend more than 14 inches from the rear dog bone, including any wheel or bar part on the wheel. So what that means, what it says is when you measure your axle from 14 inches from your axle, uh, your drive axle, back towards the, your wheelie bar, nothing can be past 14 inches. Not the wheel not a little piece of the wheelie bar that sticks in past your wheel. If you don't have a wheelie bar a wheel, that with the last piece of your car can't be 14 inches past the uh, rear drive axle. Now, that being said, I love that rule. Um, it used to be 15 inches, which we all thought was late way long. Uh, I, there was a really big push to get it uh, to 13, five or 13 inches and then to 13, five. 
And I think that I'm, I'm very happy that they finally settled on 14. Because uh, we do we do have some manufacturers and chassis builders that have some longer wheelie bars, and it's not fair for them. They built these these uh, these bars at the time twenty twenty one rules, and all of a sudden now um, you have a whole host of guys that have these cars and you know long bar, longer bars, and now you've you know you've made them you know obsolete. By cutting an inch off of them, most guys can cut an inch off of whatever type of bar they're running and still find a way to make it legal. I do expect next year that it goes even shorter. I will say that. I don't know that for sure. I'm not on the rules committee, but I I, I plan on seeing that, uh, that dimension to come in shorter for next year. Um, you, and you, you can almost put money in the bank that that's going to happen. All right. Rule number nine, body. And this is like I said. If anybody knows, seen some of my cars, man, I, this is my my favorite part of this hobby. There's and slash sport. That's right. We decided um, on the uh, the news uh, RC drag drag news last night that uh, it it's. I think we're to a hobby. We're we're to basically to a sport now. You know what I mean with the amount of money that we're giving, we're to a sport. Okay. By digress. Uh, number nine, body must be a realistic looking drag car style body. Must cover body must cover wheels, i.e., no buggies. Mutt wells must be cut, exposing a minimum of half of the wheel. Okay, first off, it must be a realistic looking drag car. Yes, yes, yes. Now that's all kinds of drag cars. That's a, that's it. Didn't say pro mods are now illegal. No. Nope. Nope, didn't say that because Pro Mod's a drag car. Steer your straight street car. You know, look a realistic looking street car. That's legal. Yep, that's legal. You got covered body must cover the wheels as long as that's right. So that gives you a wide range. But then again, like I said, what we what we don't want, or what they don't want, is um they don't they don't want to do, you know, using the your buggy body that came out of the kit of your conversion kit and throw that on there. Because that's it doesn't you're not gonna see that in street racing or you're not gonna see that at drag racing track. You're not gonna see that, you know, it doesn't look right. I don't know. Like I said, it does just doesn't look right. And like I said earlier, a lot of these rules were made for the aesthetics of of the you know the the sport. Uh to make you know the because we all came into this because you know, we saw a car, you know, <laughs> whether it was um uh, Todd Soltero's El, ja- El Gapo uh, doing the big burnout, whether it was Tim Smith's one of his cars, whether you saw one of my cars and thought it was the craziest thing, was greatest. Um, I, you know, being honest, mine was I saw a guy build a Nova um, on the internet and a guy out of Canada. That's what got me into this. And uh, I just had to happen to have two bandits laying around. And so we all saw, we all at one time saw that car. And we, you know, and it just, it turned us on. It, you know, flipped the switch for us. We want to keep that. And the way we have to keep that is we want to keep this cars looking uh, as realistic as possible. That being also said, wheel wells must be cut, exposing a minimum half inch of the wheel. Okay. So I know everybody likes to cut them as low as possible, but open them up, you know, 
you know, I love when I cut my wheel wells, my wheel wells, I like to, you know, I cut them at basically the top of the rim, not the top of the tire, but the top of the rim, you know, or at the very least halfway between the top of the rim and the, and the, um, and the wheel nut somewhere right in there looks really good. Okay. You know, like I said, if, when you cut these things down, wheel, you're, you're helping a little bit, but at two seconds, at really, at two seconds, you're, you're, I don't think you're, that, that little bitty is going to, that little bit amount of, is really hurting or helping you, you know, as much as you think it is. So let's, let's, let's open them things up. And so for the next guys that come along that see your cars, it still looks cool to them. You know, when it, when that, you know, when that thing looks like a, the, the back wheel, the back, you know, wheel well of an old, you know, 59 Cadillac where it just is this little slit at the bottom. It doesn't look, it does not look cool. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let's open, let's cut those wheel wells open guys, man. And, uh, and there's actually, there was, uh, I saw something also too at SoFlow that I did not like. And I believe I mentioned it last where we had, so we had a, a guy, um, that wanted a, wanted, a, he wanted to be within the rules, but he wanted to do it differently. So what he did, he cut a, a hole in the center. And so, well, there's, there's half, there's half my wheel. You know, I'm just taking my half out of the center and the, the old, I, I, you know, I'm going to drink your orange juice. I'm just drinking my, my, my half is the bottom. Well, he was he's doing it that way. Well, the problem is with that, when you do it that way, he, you violate, um, you know, another, we have another rule that covers that. And I'll, I'll show you about that. It's the, you know, you can't have, uh, body holes, uh, rule number 12 and we'll get there. And so you, don't think you're gonna, you know, be all slick and skirt the skirt the rules. You know, just you know, do it right, do it like it's intended. You know, and uh, cut these wheel wells like they should be. All right. Rule number ten: wings and things. I even like the way it sounds. Wings and things. I'm just gonna read it how it says because there's a um, we've got a lot a lot of. A lot of uh, maybe some they changed this rule up a little bit, and I'm, I'm going to read it out, and then I'm going to go back and explain it. Rear wings, spoilers, and side dams may extend off the body's rear deck a maximum of three inches, and cannot extend taller than parallel to the roof. Spoilers supplied with the body are considered legal. For that body in their intended design, okay. If we're, I'm gonna, and those splitters make may extend a maximum of a half inch from the edge of the body. That last little bit, we've all know that. All right. So the the word that they changed in this rule for the 2022 season, they changed. They added the word parallel, and they did that because what they want. They found that a lot of guys were, were really raking their cars where they where they they slammed the bottom. Uh, or the front of the car and the rear, they jack the rear end up and getting a bunch of Ford uh, rear wedge on there. But when they did that, they found out that their rear wings were higher than the roof line. And almost a lot of times there was no way to get them any smaller than, you know, than the roof line. So what they, they came up with and um, they came up with the rule saying a parallel to the roof. So the word, in other words, you put a, a straight edge on your, on your roof, 
And it, 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 that's going to kick it. That's not going to be level because if your car's raked, it's going to be higher in the rear and lower in the front. And that straight edge will go back. And therefore, you know what, you know, your, your, your rear wing side panels cannot be higher than that straight edge. It's super simple. You know, it's, it gives us a little more, a little more um, room to play with. Now, this being said, we all know if you get those those anything above your roof line, your wing, your side plates, whatever, if you get it above that roof line, you're you're giving away speed anyway. But so this is more for the new guy starting out, help you know, helping him along and making sure that a he's not going to go crazy with his you know wing and making the look of his car go crazy, but also too just so he knows that hey you know don't do this because it's, it. You may think it looks cool. It doesn't, but it's definitely going to slow you down anyway. So they, like I said, they changed, they wanted that, they ruled that in there, but they had to change it. So, cause you know, a lot of guys were you know, cutting their bodies and you know, they get to the races and it was hard the way they were doing it because of the level you had a level with well, it's the table level. You know, I mean, there was a lot of things that went into that and uh, a lot of people were cutting their wings. So they changed it up. Uh, to take care of that okay rule number 11 we're almost there guys bear with me we're almost there rule number 11 body cutouts the rear section of body valance bumper panel may be removed but must retain the rear quarter panel fenders trunk lid or pickup bed okay so we all like to get rid of all that air that's trapped under our bodies so by doing that we just we we basically take off the whole rear body section if there is one and you know where the basically you on um, you know if you're looking basically like looking at a pole barn if you southern people know what i'm talking about yeah so there's nothing there's no rear there's no no rear bumper no rear panel uh, it's all open that's you know that way you any air that gets trapped in there it's coming out but they said you, you still need to uh retain the original rear side quarter uh quarter panels and fenders deck lid so that way they say you you have to have your original quarter panel now you can trim them the way the manufacturer decided but they don't want you trimming them up past where the you know you know basically they don't want you to make your your rear wheel well go all the way to the back of the car and trust me people that's not going to help you anyway you need those rear quarter you want actually you want those rear quarter panels to be as big as possible that way if this that car gets sideways on you that's a little more help to straighten these cars up. And, and I found from my experience, it really plays a part during braking. If you get that car a little sideways and braking, those, uh, a bigger side panel helps you get that thing back in line. Okay. Um, and this, this, uh, rule number 12 going on, this is the one I was talking about uh, earlier about the wheel wells. Somebody thought they were going to be slick and, uh, just cut wheel, uh, holes in the wheel wells. Uh, further uh, to you know to pass the rule but it says up to uh, body holes rule number 12 up to four holes no long no larger than half an inch at any location on the body are allowed window cutouts are not allowed extra holes will need to be covered with tape okay so right there they're saying you if you if you want and we're okay let me back up we are not talking about body mount holes. If, if you have a hole in your body that's, you have, that helps you hold that body onto 
your um, interior chassis, whether it's the the four normal ones, whether you have uh, added ones on the side, whether you have some on the front. Um, we're not talking about those holes. What we're talking about are the four holes. You can add up to four half inch holes that allow air to escape uh, that's trapped underneath your car. Back at this, the the seven oh seven guys were real big on this, and they you know they really they added and perfected this, um, and with the idea that back when these kite these cars would kite real bad, and, and Grant we we don't really have that issue a lot anymore. I have seen it hit then when they hit like a track equipment or anything, but they just don't typically they don't just go down the track and take off like they used to, you know, two years ago, uh, back when we were all running rear mo rear motor cars. So what the idea was they're going to let you they're going to let you drill four half-inch holes along the back window was typically where everybody put them and that would allow all the air that got trapped underneath to escape. I don't like I said I yet I haven't seen anybody do it that much anymore. If if you see extra holes in a car, it's typically it's old it's regular uh body mount holes. <laughs> so uh anything more than that, it needs to be covered with tape, and then you're legal, okay? Here it is, the last rule. Tire prep is allowed, but a burnout is required before your staging lane. And we went and we told you how to do that. So, and we're saying that prep is allowed. It doesn't say what kind of prep. doesn't say how to apply it. doesn't say how to do it, whatever you want to do it. Uh, it, it just says it's allowed. Um, that would being said... You check with your local track to make sure what they allow. They may not allow you uh, to do a certain, you know, they may want, you can do a conditioner only because they don't want the, the mess on their street. Um, if they're like in a, par a school parking lot where they can't lay down a big, you know, big rubbery or sticky mess, uh, they may not allow that. But in typical MPRC rules, uh, tire prep is allowed and you have to do a burnout. Um, typically the uh, two feet before the staging line. Then the last thing that they mentioned, it's not a rule, uh, but it almost goes without saying now, uh, no assist receivers or gyros uh, or any driver assist item allowed. No AVS receivers, no TSM receivers. Okay, they didn't even bother to give that a number, um, but that's the last note that they have. Um, so that is your... 2022 rules that you have now those rules came out right around january hopefully this year they, they'll if they have any rule changes they'll that they're going to come out a little bit early so because you know january is a little late to try to get your cars ready for us basically the guys uh in uh, south that can still race you know that race all year uh, some of the northern guys you know they have they they have no problem you know because they're still snowed in by probably March, but us guys down here in the in in Florida and South Texas and Arizona, we can pretty much run uh you know all year, and we do. <laughs> so hopefully, like I said, uh, you'll have your 2023 uh, uh, set of rules uh, a little earlier this year. If it's my wish, I'm you know I'm gonna ask for them, and uh, I don't see that there needs to be any big changes. Uh, I like the what the the set of rules that we have. You know, there's I think we could rock. We could very well easily just rock on with these rules for a while. 
until we get some uh, very creative person out there that that finds a way or uh, to to manipulate them, you know, and then we just then we have to change the rules a little bit. We have to tweak them a little bit. We have to update them. Okay, guys. So that was your 2022 rules segment. a new segment for uh for this podcast it's called uh racer of the show now on my facebook page we have racer of the week and a lot of the guys that are on that i'm going to bring over to the, the podcast and if you that way if you're not familiar with the 
the uh, Facebook uh, page. You can, uh, let's say you still can get to know these guys over here on the podcast side. So the title of this, this one is don't choose, don't choose a book by its cover. And for this racer, that is 100% true. If you see this racer in person, he is a scary looking guy. He's a very street. He's very hard looking, but I, I, it'd be hard pressed to find a more kind hearted person, you know, a more humble person, a more big, you know, just a big hearted person, um, that races that looks, that looks like he does. And of course I'm talking about Jay Joseph, Jay Joseph, um, man, I got to meet him in, uh, I've met him several times. I met him in Topeka, uh, but I really got to you know, meet him in Irwindale, California, when I went was out there racing. And wow, the guy is super nice to talk to, super humble, um, just an all-around great guy. It was I was just you know it's just not what you expect when you you walk up and talk to him, you know, and you see his post and you see what he's what he's doing with his kids. And I mean, his kids, uh, it's going to be one heck of a boxer, um, you know, I mean, training with his kids, uh, you know, me for coming from a martial arts background, that really uh, just does my heart good to see kids that, you know, that are in that kind. Um, so, so what we do when uh, we have this racer, uh, the show, I send these guys a couple of um, fill in the blank questions and they get to, they get to answer it however they want. And so I sent Jay um, the questions, and I'm going to read them off to you and, the, and read his responses. So obviously, first one, name, Jay Joseph, hometown, and I can't say it. It's Wananea, Hawaii. And that's so every time you see Jay Joseph, Jay Joseph, that means he has been on the plane for at least six hours, if not longer, come flying in from Hawaii. And... This third question, where do you race? Everywhere. And I will tell you that that man races everywhere. And it's hard to, like I said, it, you know, everybody's had, you know, different financial situations. And luckily for, you know, me and my wife and, and Jay, we get the chance to travel a lot and go to these races. But I still don't get to do as many races as Jay Joseph. Not, he, when he says he races everywhere, he means it. He races everywhere. He raced Irwindale. He's going to Vegas. He was in. He was at SoFlo uh, in January. He's going to. Uh, he's going to Super Chips. I mean, that, he is all over. So car name Monster. Um, he just got a brand new custom painted body from uh, Killer Concepts. That if you haven't seen it, go to his Facebook page and see it. What do you do for a living? Here's what's really cool, too, about Jay Joseph. Jay Joseph owns a snack shop and candy shop in Hawaii. So, okay, picture this. Okay, so if you haven't seen who Jay Joseph is, you don't know who I'm talking about. Picture this guy. He's he's very Hawaiian. He is bald-headed, but he has head tattoos that are very Hawaiian traditional-looking tattoos. And he's a scary looking dude. I'm, I'm telling you, he's a scary looking dude. But then you then you go back and look, 
Oh, he owns a candy store. How cool is that? How cool. Like I said, it's so funny that he, I mean, the, the streetest, meanest looking guy that we have that's in our, uh, our, our hobby uh, owns a candy shop. And, and I tell you what, one of the fastest guys in the country. Uh, what other RC do you do? He uh, dri- uh, bashes and drifts here and there. Okay. Favorite part of NPRC, the people of it, the fellowship. And I will tell you, I've seen it firsthand. Uh, win or lose, very gracious person. Uh, always willing when he, you know, when he's, now when he's racing, I'm going to tell you right now, when Joe Joseph is racing and that R1 team is racing, they are 100% focused. So that's not going to be the time to come up and talk to them about, you know, how the weather is in Hawaii. You know, after the racing, before or before the racing, go, you know, that man, he will, you know, he has no problem talking to you and loves it. But when they're when they're racing, they are super focused. All right. Favorite color that you use on your car is green. Yep, man, that that's right. Can't wait to see that one car he just had painted up in person. Um, this next question is an older one. I think most of us now are a rear motor, so rear motor or mid motor and uh, mid motor. I think I said I think most of us now are mid motor. Maybe I have to go and change that question up a little bit. Uh, past hobbies, uh, oval track racing. He's uh, he did some oval track. Current MPRC body. Uh, he likes the Vet and the Biddy Camaro. Yep, those are two really nice looking cars. List race or cash days? Cash. We all like that cash. And this was something I found that was interesting. Favorite food. Now I can totally relate to this. His favorite food is a Cuban sandwich. And if you're not familiar with a Cuban sandwich, so me being I live in the Florida Keys. Everybody knows that by now, hopefully. And so we're like very familiar with the Cuban sandwich. And we also have a Cuban mix. But Cuban sandwich is a almost like a pulled pork sandwich with then has also has ham in it. Um, your choice of cheese, typically a white American cheese, typically, um, always has pickles and then it comes with mustard or mayonnaise. I like mine with mustard. Um, but the Cuban sandwich and it comes the, the bread of a Cuban sandwich is what makes the, uh, what makes the sandwich. But, and I thought that was so cool. The guy from Hawaii likes a Cuban sandwich from the other side of the country, from another little island. You know, because I, I love them, too. Quiet at the track or social butterfly? He says he's social butterfly, and I can I will tell you that much. He is a very much a social butterfly. Married, dating, or single? Sorry, ladies. He is married. And first RC car. We always ever like everybody likes to know what the first, every, you know, the big fast guys, what their first RC car was. And the one that got them in this is an, was an RC10 GT. So I've never actually had that one. I've had the, uh, the RC-10, the little buggy that everybody had, you know, the A-pan body. So when you get a chance, and and I'm telling you what, if you, I guarantee you, if you go to any of the big races uh, this year and you see a guy that's just is bald-headed but has tattoos on his head and looks very intimidating and you're scared to go up to and talk to him, do yourself a favor and walk up to the man and say hi. You will get a big surprise how kind, kind-hearted he is, and I guarantee you, you'll make a friend for life with with uh, Jay Joseph. So that's the new segment. I uh, hope you liked it. Uh, it's uh, it is racer of the show until I come up with a better name for it. 
Thank you much, and see you next time. I didn't know where I was going with that one. <laughs>